final dependence in you. In Jesus' name I pray and thank you. Amen. All right, let's go to Nehemiah chapter 5. Nehemiah chapter 5. Again, we have been in a series called Gen uh, Genesis to Revelation, God at Work. Genesis to Revelation, God at Work. Uh, and we have landed in Nehemiah. We've been spending time in Nehemiah. Have y'all been following us so far? Has it been good thus far? Amen. God at work. So we are in chapter five of Nehemiah or actually four and five. I'll be covering four and five, but I'm going to read one verse from five today. Here it goes. Nehemiah five, verse 19. Remember. Oh, my God. All that I have done for these people and bless me for it. Boy, you got to have some unction to pray that prayer. Huh? Here we go. One more time. You feel that prayer, Charles? I'm sure you feel it. You feel it. All right. All right. He, he looked at me like, yeah, Reverend. Yes. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter five, verse 19. Here we go again. Remember, oh, my God, all that I have done for these people and bless me for it. What will God remember, Amanda? about you and I concerning the work we were given to do. You feel that, Anthony? What, yeah. What, what will he remember? Will we hear this? Man, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Or will we hear, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, when we face God, when we see him face to face? What will he remember? Can we pray like Nehemiah and in good conscience, without shame, and with integrity? Lord, remember me, Gwendolyn. Huh? Can we pray that in good conscience? See, Nehemiah's story is actually, um, it's during what is referred to as a third wave. Y'all follow me? It's a third wave. I'm going to give a little history and then I'll, I'll, I'll dive deep. Well, I'm probably going to dive deep now. But it's a, it's a third wave. It's a third wave, Mike, um, doing this Jewish return. Right. And God provided an opportunity for many Jews to return back during these three waves. Uh, 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 Fred, three Kojic returns. Right. <laughs> three Baptist returns. Just all, yeah, three, three returns. The first is under a guy named Zerubbabel. Right. I'm glad my mom and daddy didn't name me that. You know, see, people have a, a, a time, but his name was Zerubbabel and it's recorded in Ezra 2 2. OK, don't worry about taking notes. You can go back and watch this thing. All right. So that's the third, the, the first wave. The second wave is during Ezra. And if y'all were here when we did Ezra, I said Ezra wasn't even introduced until we got to the Ezra chapter seven. All right. So so then Ezra, he, he's this is priest. He he's he's doing a third wave and he he's restoring the temple, Mike. Right. So we got the first group. They're going back. Uh, second group, uh, they, they, they're restoring the altar in the temple. And then the third group is Nehemiah, Gwendolyn. This is the third group where we where we are right now. This is Nehemiah. And he's rebuilding the wall around the city in the temple of, in Jerusalem. Right. It's a broken city. Which was a reflection of the emotional and spiritual brokenness of the people. And it needed to be restored. The, the people were experiencing brokenness. And, and the wall around it was just a symbol of that. And, and Nehemiah, we remember from last week how Nehemiah was grieved. 
And, and the week before that, remember how he was grieved? And I talked about and how, how uh, Charles talked about that, 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 that how he was grieved. It burdened him about the people, and that burden moved him to action. Yeah, this is what's happening. He, he's working, y'all, in a secular marketplace, if you will. He's in, he's in secular marketplace. He's working for the king. He got this good job. He got good living. He got benefits. He got he got all the 501s and the 401s and all the ones and all the Ks and all whatever you want to name. He got it right. It's cupbearer to the king, right? Because he be, he's a big wig in the secular marketplace, and he hears this word, and it it grieves him, it burdens him, and it moves him to action. And when we get to this verse. In chapter 5, verse 19, it is on the backside of everything Nehemiah has done. Y'all follow me? I'm trying to set it up. All right. When we get to when we get to 519, it is on the backside of the burden and the response and the work. So he can pray this, Lord, remember me. Remember all I've done for these your people. And bless me for it. What had Nehemiah done, y'all? The first thing he did was this. He, he strategized with a godly purpose. Now, I've seen people do some stuff, but they ain't got no godly purpose, right? We see a lot of action in the city, but it doesn't mean that every action is with a godly purpose, right? Yeah, he strategized with a godly purpose. His, his strategy was this, pray and work. We're going to pray and work. Now, don't forsake one without the other, don't try to do work, calling it for the Lord, but you ain't praying. And, and don't talk about we praying about it, but you ain't doing nothing. So you know how people say, I'm looking for a job, but they don't send out resumes. You know, you, you, you got pray and work. <laughs> Y'all get there, right? <laughs> I'm looking for a job, but you keep playing video games on your mama couch. You, you got to have some actions. You know? you know? so he, he said, we're going to pray. We gonna st our strategy is seeking the Lord. Y'all get that? Because we're not going to try to do stuff in our own strength, Melody. We're going to seek the Lord every single step of the way. Seek the Lord. Pray about it. God, what do you want me to do? Lord, how do we need to, how do we need to respond? Lord, open up our eyes. Lord, open up our ears. Help us to see stuff that other people don't see. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord God. We, Lord, Lord, I'm hurt about this. I am burdened with your, with your people's pain. Lord, help and work. I need to put people where they need to be. So I got to be able to pay attention as a leader. All right, who has this gifting? Okay, they're good at that. Who can do this? Okay, they're good at that. You feel me, Mike? What about this person? They, they, they know how to work this area. This person can play this. Man, this person has the right temperament to deal with this group of people. I'm going to put them right there. Man, these people, ah, I see something right here. There's a gap in the wall that they can feel. I see the gap. They can feel the gap. Yeah. Work and pray. Work and pray. And then the second one, he said, we're going to pray and fight. Yeah, I need some folk who can fight. Right? That they're not going to run from every single fight. You know, I am so tired of passive men. Huh? And passive Christians. That everything has to be comfortable and nice. He said, look, we're going to pray and work, but we're going to pray and fight. Who going to fight? I need I, thy word. Have I hid in my heart that I won't sin against you? But I also use my word as a double-edged sword. I got to fight. I got to pray. I need to have word in me so I can pray the word back to God. But I have to have word in me so I can fight the enemy as well. I got to I got to I got to pray and fight. They had legitimate threats. Which required legitimate weapons. 
Not like real talk. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pistol carrying preacher. You know what I'm saying? Fred's like, yes, sir. You say, I, I believe in the pistol. But not as a form of offense. As a form of defense. You feel what I'm saying? So we, we ain't no militia going out looking for problems. That's a big difference. The Jews were not a militia. They were not storming the pagan temples. They were protecting the temple of God. Make sense? So, so they heard, man, do you know they had Jewish brothers and sisters that came to them 10 times and told them the enemy's coming, the enemy's coming, the enemy's coming. Man, when, when you get word that the enemy's coming, the enemy's coming, you better do something. They got it 10 times. Word, I think it's in 412. 10 times the enemy's coming. The enemy's coming to kill your house. The enemy's coming to steal your marriage. The enemy's coming to steal your, your business. The enemy's coming. What you going to do about it? Are you going to play around? You going to hide? Are you going to pray and prepare to fight? The, the enemy's coming. And the enemies will always try to prevent our worship, Mariah. Matter of fact, you mad with your other believers and friends. and it, You can't even take communion. Prevent your worship. You come up here with an attitude. You can't even sing. You, you feeling so filled with shame because you've been living in sin over the weekend. You can't even pray. The enemy wants to fight and destroy and kill our, I'm preaching. And, 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 uh, you, so you looking at the person in the mirror, you don't even like them. So you can't even, you can't even focus on God. Complain about what everybody ain't doing. Your money ain't right. Family acting dumb. Car just, everything is working against you mentally. Like, <sighs> you don't even have the energy to fight. He's like, no, we're going to pray and fight. And I like what he does. He says, man, we're going to provide protection for our folk. We ain't looking for the government to help us. We are the people of God. We, know, we, we got weapons. We got a sword in one hand. We got a spatula in the other. Huh? I, I didn't, man, listen, I didn't see Fred work on some cars and still got one eye up looking ready to fight. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the truth. Man, and that's how we have to be. You feel me? We have to be ready. He said, look, we are going to protect our own people. We are going to be our own security. We're, because the wall, the wall was this. The wall was protection. The wall protect. They could not even move forward as a people of God because they didn't have the protection that they needed. You feel me? So the enemy was always able to come and go and come and go in their city and in their community because they didn't have a wall of protection. We need men. Trust me on this one. That will be a wall of protection in our communities. And this is who we talk to. I need you men to work and fight. I need you men to pray and fight. I need you men to provide security as we are working. It was strategy. Don't retreat. So this is what he says. He, he reminds the men of the why. This why we doing it. Let me, let me tell you why we doing it. Let me tell you why we meet in a coffee shop. Let me tell you why we're in a community. Let me tell you why we're doing this. Why are we doing from only an hour type of service? Why are we posting stuff on the internet? Let me tell you why. This is the why, he says. It's in chapter 414. It's the why. He says, I need you to fight for your families. That's why. I need you to fight for your for your wives. That's why I need you to fight for your brothers. That's what's in the text. I need you to know the why I need you to fight for your daughters. I need you to fight for your wives. I need you to fight for your, your homes. It's literally fight for the city, fight for your community. That's your why you need to have a why that's bigger than yourself. Why do you do what you do? Because if your why is simply, I need to have a good vacation. I need to have a good security fund. I need to be happy. I need to have money for a date. Your why is too small.
You feel that? Why? He said, this is why we do what we do. He said, man, your why has to be bigger than just paying bills on time. Your your why, why? His why was not self-centered. It was a godly purpose. And our godly purpose, our godly purpose, our godly purpose is always bigger than us. It's always bigger than us. It's always bigger and it will outlive us. If it's a godly purpose, it's going to outlive us. We will have done some work that when we're finished doing it, that work will outlive us. People will remember your name. Man, I remember Mike was here and he worked for God. I remember Fred was here and he worked for God. I remember Amanda was here and she worked for God. Y'all get that? When you are working with a godly purpose. So pray. So he tells the men, chapter four, verse seven, Mariah, he says, hey, I need you to work with your tool. And I need you to have your weapon. And they did it day and night. And this is how they were able to do it day and night. They moved. They strategized. And they worked back to back. I don't mean just back to back all night. I mean back to back. So you have one group that was there with bow, with spear, and with sword. And you had another one who had spatula. We work on the wall. Switch. Rest. All right. Go. You feel what I'm saying? Switch. Then you had another group that had trumpets. Isn't that good, Mike? They had another group that had trumpets. So if they saw the enemy coming, they made some noise. Somebody just say, ah, come on, ah. ah. Yeah, but they don't sound like no trumpet. <laughs> sound like the Migos. You know, just, it was noise. It was, enemies come and make some noise. The enemies come and make some noise. The en- if you see the enemy coming, if you see something that's going to take me down, let me know. Make some noise. Make some noise. Got so many quiet Christians going to let you die. Make some noise. And then fight back to back. You work. Come on, brother. You got I got it. I got it. Man, I, they coming. No, they not coming yet. I'm ready, though. I'm ready. They were. Because Nehemiah knew how to strategize. Why? Because he prayed. They prayed and worked. They were ready to pray and fight. And he's still praying. Right? So, so here it is. They got this opposition. The people were talking about them. They get word 10 times that the people were talking about them. They, they talking about, man, y'all a little weak wall. Man, even a fox, if it walks across, it would de- destroy it. It's feeble. And the enemy will always give you a little bit of truth to discourage you. It was weak. And the reason the wall was weak is because they were using the same stones that had been burnt. They were using recycled materials. And God can still use it. They had used the materials that had been burned. They were reusing. That's why it's called rebuilding the wall with stuff that had been burned. And if God wanted them to have something new, he would have sent them something new. Use what you got because God was on it. And when God is on it, you can use whatever you got in your hand. You feel me? When God is on it, Amanda, he'll bless your business. He'll do something amazing when God is on it. He will rebuild what he wants to build when he's on it. Make sense? So here it is. They're they're, they're, they're doing this. They have a strategy going. Man, they have one group that's ready to fight. They have another group that's building and they're switching roles. They got another group that has a trumpet and they're ready to make some noise. And Nehemiah gets word. Here, they already got opposition outside the camp, right? He gets word that there's oppression inside the camp, that the wealthier Jews are oppressing the working poor. 
the, the wealthier Jews who were the good evangelical Jews, they were they were they were solid about the gospel. They were the good Jews, good wealthier Jews, you know what I'm saying? They're supposed to love the Lord or oppressing the working poor Jews, right? Because they had started picking up and adopting the systemic oppressive behaviors of the Babylonians and the Persians. Now, 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 now y'all had just been dealing with oppression. And now y'all want to impress your own folk. We supposed to be believers too, right? But, but now you taking advantage of me because I am economically under-resourced. Huh? So, so they're, 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 they're taking advantage of these people and they're putting the poor, the working poor, under a heavier economic bondage, heavier financial bondage, payday loan. Because they need, and what they're doing, people were having to sell their own family members into slavery to wealthier, supposedly godly Jews. Right. So their family members are having to work off debts. Right. And Nehemiah hears about it and he's angry. And I'm telling you what's interesting to me. I couldn't find anywhere else in the text, text, the book where he was angry until there's oppression from within the camp. The enemy was angry. He just kept praying and working. The enemy was angry. He just kept praying and preparing to fight. But now when he finds out that believers are oppressing other believers, he pissed. He mad. It makes me mad when we got trouble inside the house. I I get mad when we are supposed to be helping each other and we are hurting each other. When we are backbiting each other, when we are slandering each other. Man, we got enough trouble from outside. Why I gotta deal with you talking about me and you being mad because I vote a certain way and you being mad because I wear a Black Lives Matter shirt and you being mad because I love gay folk and you being mad because I don't look like you. Why do I gotta deal with trouble inside the camp? And, and he's like, look, I'm mad. I'm angry. I, I got to deal with this. And he goes from strategy to speaking up. So he strategizes with a godly purpose. And then two, he speaks up for the people. Yeah. yeah. Chapter five, verse six through seven. He didn't avoid the protest. That's what it says in the NLT, that the people protested against the injustice that they were facing. And Nehemiah speaks up when protest happens he didn't see protest and put his head in the dirt mike he didn't see the protest and say well that ain't my fight he didn't say my job is just to build the wall <laughs> no yeah first i'm a good jew i don't get involved with the fight no he speaks up and said y'all wrong and this is what he tells them he says you need to repay and restore what you have done Because you are leveraging your more against people that have less. Yeah, you're leveraging, you're manipulating, you know, because some of us got more. We got more money. We got more education. We got more business savvy. We got more street street cred. We got more. We got more common sense. We got more influence. We got more access. And just because we got more doesn't mean that we can take advantage of people that got less. Use your more to build people up, not tear them down, Juan. Use your more. How are you using your more? How are you using your more? And his actions 
His actions were about building up the city and the wealthier people. What they were doing was keeping parts, 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 parts of the city in debt. They were keeping, they were helping keep part of the city in debt where people were still in economic servitude. The so-called godly were making an, an unjust profit over the godly poor. Now hear me. We've got ungodly wealthy and we have ungodly poor. But then we have godly wealthy and we have godly poor. It's a big difference. Everybody's not the same. Some people will try to act like all poor people is godly. No, -uh. some poor people are lazy and ungodly. Then so I act like all wealthy people are evil. No, there are some really good, godly, wealthy people. And there are some wealthy people who are evil. They are not the same. And we have to know the difference. And he speaks up for the weak and the oppressed. Do you? Do I? Do we speak? Because sometimes injustice can be very subtle. Not, might, might not be able to see it. Huh? Like say somebody walks past you at your job and there's a black woman who has natural hair and some white woman or, or uh, whoever just walks by and say, ooh, your hair sure looks nice today. I really liked it the other day when she had the perm. Subtle. Subtle. Somebody needs you to work overtime. They're like, ah, man, you know, I really can't pay you this time. You know what I'm saying? But you keep on working overtime, 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 and they, and they keep giving you pats on the back, right? Sometimes it could be subtle. Who gonna speak up? Man, we really, really like you, but like you ain't paying no bills. <laughs> yeah, injustice. Are we gonna speak up when stuff is not fair, right? Are we gonna be willing to put our reputations on the line and our perks on the line to help people be restored? Nehemiah, his reverential fear for God was greater than his fear of man. Y'all get that? Yeah, so, so he could strategize, but then he could speak up for people because his reverential fear for God was greater than his fear of man, Melody. He said, I fear God, and he loved the people more than he loved his own pockets. Yeah, how do I know this? Because the third thing he does, he sacrificed his own privilege. Yeah, chapter 5, 12 through 18. For 12 years, y'all, he sacrificed his privilege as a leader, as a governor. He chose being a blessing to God's people over his pockets. He did. Yeah, yeah. he said, I ain't taking no allowance. I'm not taking a stifing that's owed me for my service. I, I, I'm not going to take an honorarium that's owed me for my service. I'm not going to get no financial kickbacks that's owed me for my service. Uh, he said, no, 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 no. He never demanded, hey, don't forget that cash out. Don't forget to send me that PayPal. I didn't get my PayPal today. <laughs> Got to get these chariot wheels fixed. <laughs> we got more wine coming. Going to bless the people. Y'all bless me, though. You know, I've been governor 12 years. Long time. Got to get this good haircut. Right? He never demanded anything. What privileges are you and I willing to give up in order to bless people. What, what gifts, tangible and intangible, are we willing to use to bless people? That sounds like your language, don't I'm like intangible. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when we do that, we say what Nehemiah said indirectly. Lord, 
I am dependent on your hand and not people. Y'all get what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he could sacrifice his privileges because he was dependent on the hand of God and not dependent on the hand of people. When we do that, we can say, Lord, bless me for it. When we sacrifice, however it looks, we can trust the Lord and say, Lord, bless me for it. Is the work that you've done and you're doing worthy of God's blessing? Just think of sitting there right quick. Just sitting there for a minute. The work that you've done and the work that you're doing up to today, is it worthy of God's blessing? Nehemiah's life gives us a picture of the gospel. Think about this. God had a strategy. Here's a strategy for sin. I am going to send my son to sacrifice his life for you who do not deserve it. That's a strategy in your place. That strategy. And while he's on earth, he is going to give of himself. He's going to be a servant. He's going to leave the comfort of heaven and the kingship that he's owed to give everything he has for you. Huh? He's going to heal the sick. He's going to give sight to the blind. He's going to provide food for the hungry. He's going to do everything he can to serve people that don't serve him back. That's a strategy. And then when they don't say thank you, he's going to give his life on the cross. Even when they don't say thank you. And he's going to say, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even when they don't get it, he's going to keep on sacrificing. Even when they don't say thank you, he's going to keep on giving his life. You know why? Because what he saw before him was great. He saw something that they didn't see, Charles. Because he was a leader with strategy. He was a leader that served and he was a leader that sacrificed. And let me tell you one of the greatest things he did. It wasn't just dying for us. It was sending power back to us so that we in turn could do the same thing he did every single day. That we could look and see situations where God wants us to pray and God wants us to work and God wants us to fight. That we can see where people need us to speak up for the unjust, to say that's a problem right there. We need to get involved right there. Where we can see stuff and say, I'm a sacrifice. I'm not going to take this. I'm going to give. And we got the power to do it every single day so that when people see our lives, they can say this. I see God at work amen amen god we just thank you for your word we ask that you would be with us that you would seal it in us in jesus name oh god we pray and thank you amen